0: We are talking about uh, peace today, and um, I'm a child of the 60s, long hair, big beards, rock and roll music, rock and roll music was good, Um, and one of the iconic symbols of the 60s. Now, I know it existed before the 60s, but it really became one of those symbols that um, kind of shows itself in the 60s was that, that old peace sign. It was on posters. It was on album covers. Wherever you went, people gave you the, the peace sign, the problem in the 60s and the peace that they wanted, they tried to find their peace uh, in the music that they listened to. Uh, that, I, I mean, that I listened to. Um, they tried to find their peace in uh, free love. They tried to find their peace through the illicit use of, of drugs. They tried to find peace by their marches against um, the establishment, whatever that form that, that that came into. That peace sign showed up everywhere. It was an icon of the kids of the 60s and then on to the 70s. And the amazing thing is today, if you watch television, if you um, look at the, the world news and they uh, go or, go around and they show you groups of people, especially younger people, they aim the camera at them. And one of the responses that those kids will give, even the adults will give, is to give the peace sign. Now, I don't know if they know what that means, but that's a common response. Maybe they want to show themselves like they're Americans because Americans do this. Or it can possibly mean that deep down inside, there is a longing for peace, that they would love peace to enter into their world because often they are in the midst of war-torn places, places of of hunger, Um, and they they long for the peace. They hope that peace will come. Well, if we've learned anything throughout the history of mankind, that when man tries to uh, impose his peace, uh, it usually comes to naught. Jesus said that there would be wars and rumors of war. And if you're any student of history, you know wars have been there since the beginning. We say that this is, we have said that this is the great war, the war to end all wars. And we know that that is not true. That there are still wars. There is still hunger. There is still famine. There is still hate. And the problem is that Ultimately, that we seek to bring peace out of our humanity. We, we seek to uh, work our work into it, and they think if we can do enough, we'll find peace. Maybe not for our world, but for ourselves. If I sing the right songs, if I... Use the right drugs, Uh, if I protest the right things, if I give the right symbol, peace will come. And we know that it hasn't, it doesn't. And that's why we need to find peace somewhere else. In fact, Peace, as we've sung about and we've talked about already this morning, is uh, found in the person of Jesus Christ. It's one of the great gifts that God has given us through His Son. And that Jesus came not only to uh, teach about peace, Jesus came not only to live a life of peace, but Jesus came as the one who is peace. And the scriptures make it very clear for us that we only find peace in and through the person of Jesus Christ. Not just doing uh, the words that Jesus has given us to do, but surrendering our lives, abiding in the one who is the Prince of Peace. I was getting a little worried when John was up here. thought he was going to preach my whole sermon today, taking all the good scriptures. Um, but there's great truth in that. In the person of Jesus Christ, we, we find that peace. The, Paul, the Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 2 that he is our peace. And if we want to know real peace, we do so by giving ourselves to him, by surrendering ourselves to him, by coming under his leadership. And it's only then that we find peace. We'll never really find peace in our therapists so they may help. We only find peace in the person of Jesus Christ. We may find peace in the quietness of a sanctuary, in a uh, low-lit, candle-lit room. We may feel it at peace. But it's only in the person of Jesus Christ. As As we've read for us in Isaiah chapter 9, we are told by the prophet that Jesus, this coming Messiah... Is the prince of peace. He rules over it. And the good news of, of Isaiah 9 is that um, his kingdom will be a kingdom of peace and it will have no end. His peace will rule forever. And so we long for that kingdom to be established, that kingdom that Jesus says is here now. We can live in the midst of peace here and now, but it's going to be fully realized down the road some when we dwell in that kingdom before our Lord. He is the Prince of Peace. And not only is he a prince of peace far, far off in the heavenly somewhere, but we, as was read for us in, in Luke chapter 2, that Jesus entered into our world. We call it the, the incarnation, that the Lord, uh, the second person of the Trinity, left the glories of heaven and came and put on human flesh. He was incarnate. God was in our midst, we could, as the Apostle John and we were reading in First John, we can, they could hold on to him, they could hear him, they could see him. It was the angels that um, proclaimed for us that uh, we can have peace because of the one who is impacting, invading our world. Jesus, when he came to earth, was the incarnation of peace. When we looked at him, there was peace. When we listened to him, there is peace. Jesus is that peace if you're longing for peace today, you are ultimately longing for the person of Jesus Christ. I think we all need peace at some place or another in our lives. I don't know how it is here in South Dakota, but in growing up in the cities that I lived, we had these... um, well, you have them here, but probably not as big as Southern California. You have shopping malls, three story events that are filled with stores from one end to the other. And if you go at Christmas time, it is a shoulder to shoulder. Uh, bumping into the people around you and the carols are somehow playing way above. You can kind of hear them and there are long lines of snotty nosed kids standing before waiting to go see Santa and get that what will become a very sticky candy cane. I used to go to those places and You would go and experience that for an hour or two, hoping to find the gifts that you wanted to find. And finally, you would leave the building. And there would be this huge expulsion of air from you. What did I just experience? This can't be right. I remember sometimes going and sitting in the car and just holding on to the steering wheel and kind of looking straight ahead and just afraid to go anywhere. The things that the world offers doesn't bring peace. In fact, the world seems to rob us of peace. And that's why we need to focus on the person of Jesus. And that's why you need to surrender your life to him. Or as we say, you would invite him in. You would invite him into your heart, your whole being. And only it's by his presence, by the presence of the spirit of God in us that we can know peace. He is the prince of peace. He is the one whose arrival incarnated peace in our midst. He is the one in John chapter 14 when he's speaking to his disciples close to the time that he is going to uh, give his life as the sacrifice for us. He says, "Um, I give you peace. Not as the world gives, but I give you my peace. The disciples did not know that in a few short hours, everything that looked like peace would be robbed from them, ripped from them. But Jesus says, as you follow me, as you are one of my disciples, I give you peace. Not as the world gives, not a transient peace, not a peace that's based upon circumstance, but a peace that is lasting, a peace that is mine. In fact, in some sense, Jesus says to him, says to them, I give you myself. I abide in you, and you abide in me. That peace is available for us as we follow Jesus. Even in the midst of a hectic and crazy world, we can have peace as we abide in Jesus and let him abide in us. The apostle Paul wrote to the Philippians and he said, "Uh, don't be anxious. Don't be worrisome. But let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all all understanding, all comprehension will guard your heart, will guide your heart. He goes on a little later, and he he writes and he says, think on those things that are good and perfect and wholesome, and you will have the peace of God. You will have peace with God You'll be able to stand before the holy of holies. As Matt reminded us in his prayer of coming before the one that when Isaiah came and and trembled, he said, I'm ruined. I'm undone. I am a man of sinful lips, of a people of sinful lips. um, I'm a dead man. But the spirit, the angels take the um, that representative coal from the um, from the fire before the Lord, and touches his lips, and um, and it is said to him, "Your sins are forgiven." Essentially, be at peace, Isaiah. Your sins are forgiven. And when our sins are forgiven, we are ones that we can have access to God through Christ and we can know peace with God. We don't have to hide ourselves from him. We can open ourselves to him and we have peace with him. He welcomes you. As we told the kids, he loves you. God has chosen. Wrap your head around that. God has chosen To love you. He didn't have to. He chose to. We can have the peace with God and the peace of God. It can, as we said, wrap up and guard our hearts. the Prince of Peace who came to bring peace, who gives to us peace, and um, we receive it. We kind of put ourselves, or maybe I can say put yourselves, in the place of the Virgin Mary today. When she hears the greeting of the angel and the proclamation is given to her that she will uh, bear the Son of God, the Messiah, who will take away the sins of the world. And at the end of that conversation, before the angel leaves, she says, behold, the servant of the Lord. Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. And then these words that have grabbed me in this Advent season, be it unto me, as you have said, those are tough words Mary's life was going to be forever upturned we watched the video this morning of Joseph's struggle what do I do with this woman that I have love but yet she tells me that she is pregnant and the angel said so and Where do I plug that in? Mary's world is forever turned over. It was not going to turn out like she had planned as a little girl. Or that her mom and dad had planned for her. But she stands before the representative of the Holy One and says, Be it unto me as you have said. Whatever that means for me, do it. I am a servant of the Lord. And that same call comes to each one of us today, is to say, will we declare to God that we are the servants of the Lord? Be it unto me, as you have said. Whatever you want to do, One of the things that God wants us to do, and Jesus talks about in Matthew chapter five, uh, verse nine, when He's given the Beatitudes, and toward the end of those, Jesus says, uh, "Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. They shall be called the children of God." Do you do you see what has happened? the one who is peace, who incarnated peace in our midst, in our world, has now given to you as his followers the same task, to be the incarnation of peace in our world today. As followers of Jesus Christ, we are to incarnate His peace, we are to be peacemakers, we are to bear the name of the sons of God as we seek to make peace in our world. Bringing people in relationship with God Doing what we can in the midst of our lives, in the midst of our families, in the midst of our jobs and school to be those who speak peace, who live peace. That's our task. That's your task. To live out the reality of Jesus in the world today. To keep that Advent going. Until that day when Jesus returns so this advent I would encourage you to receive receive the, the peace of Jesus I would encourage you to live out the peace because of Jesus. And I would encourage you to be peace, bring peace into your world, wherever that touch happens to be. I would encourage you as, I would just encourage you, all of you, to receive God's gift, to receive the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, that's found in the person of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. And to give that gift to. Speak peace into your world. Determine every morning that you will be a peacemaker. Change your world. Don't bring chaos, bring peace. Speak the kind word. Give that loving embrace. Seek to break up the turmoil between people. Live not to win, but live to bring peace. I kind of wonder if that was true in Jesus as well. Jesus did not come to earth to win. He didn't finish on the cross and go to the grave and see the stone rolled away and be resurrected to the newness of life to say, we won. We defeated Satan. That was never a problem for God. I wonder if Jesus broke through that death and entered into life and said, Father, We've got them. Father, we can offer them your peace. Father, redemption is available for your people, for your creation. Yes, Satan is defeated. Sin is defeated. But Heavenly Father, let now the people, your creation, experience your love and your peace we did it lord we redeemed your creation and that gift is available to you to me let's pray